This is The House Call. Welcome to The House Call. I'm Joe. I'm here with Elliot, Ryan, and Matt. We're going to get into some major playoff implications, break down some games that ended uh, at the wire to really form these playoff matchups. But first, let's get into some big news. Of course, you know, when team seasons end, usually that means the last nail in the coffin has been put in for some coaches, and that's the way it is. Lovey Smith, he's out of there, no longer the head coach of the Houston Texans. A lot of people are up in arms saying he should have got more time. They didn't really give him anything to work with, all these different things. And because he's out, guess who wants to trade still? Brandon Cooks does not want to be part of a, of a rebuild, has said it multiple times. He requested a trade during the season. I do not expect that to change. Look for Brandon Cooks to be moved prior to the draft. Texans are looking to get a full rebuild going. they got to do something. They're trying to get a quarterback, obviously, to really solidify what they got there because they haven't had one since he who should not be named was traded to the Browns. Another court, another uh, head coach that's on the move uh, had some quarterback controversy during the season, Cliff Kingsbury. He's out of there in Arizona. Everyone's wondering where he's going to go. Is he going to be an offensive coordinator? He just signed a huge extension there. The bad news is anybody puts him in the coordinator position, they automatically got to cover his paycheck. So look for him probably get picked up in sort of some sort of consulting role, similar to what Matt Patricia or Joe Judge were in New England there. So that way the Arizona Cardinals are still on the hook for that paycheck. But Kyler Murray is supposed to be very involved in the head coaching search there. So we'll see how that all works out. Other quarterbacks things there, Aaron Rodgers has uh, once again mentioned the word retirement. Now that the season's over, we'll get into that later. But Let's go ahead and look at the games that set up this playoff situation, and some of them prevented teams from getting in. So we're going to start with one that I think I said it was going to be the game of the week. I said it was going to be the game of the week. It was. It had to be a big game. Both of these teams had to win to have a shot. Packers Lions. I mean, I got, like we said, we we know we know who won. But Ryan, I'll start with you, man. It's my first episode with you. You know, watching this game, man, what did you think about the Lions and where they're at as a, as a franchise right now? Yeah, well, first of all, nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you, Joe, Matt, all you. Uh, pleasure to have you guys. Um, and, you know, grateful to be here. But let's talk about this Lions-Packers game because it was interesting. And to say that the Lions swept the Packers this season, I don't think anyone saw that coming, even with all of their, their woes early on. Now... This is a big problem for me, especially looking at Aaron Rodgers talking about retiring, maybe coming back, how he played in this game. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. 17 for 27, only 205 passing yards, a touchdown, and then um, what was and then Kirby Joseph picks him off again, third time of the season, and, and that on that drive on that pick caps off the game. Aiden Hutchinson has two sacks and gets pressure. The run game gets pretty much stuffed when it comes to Dylan and Jones, averaging less than four yards a carry for the both of them. And overall, Jamal Williams. First swag, Kazakage, leader of the hidden village of the Dean. So, ugh, I, that must sting if you're the Packers to sit there and watch the man you just let walk away, not only score 17 rushing touchdowns in a season and break Barry Sanders' rushing touchdown record but be the guy to put the nail in the coffin and score two rushing touchdowns on 16 carries and 72 yards and pretty much put the nail in the coffin for the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, and Randall Cobb all in one. I mean, absolutely. And the craziest thing is, is that, you know, you got like people like Rex Ryan and all these other people coming out going, you know what? The NFC North goes through Detroit now. 
Even yeah. though Minnesota just won that division, you know, they have they've kind of looked sort of at you know out of sorts all year. Yeah, <laughs> Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. We've been saying it all year. You know, if there was a, a definition of mid and it had a picture in the definition, it would be Kirk Cousins. But Matt, does the NFC North now go through Detroit? I'm here to tell you. I've already made this prediction in the chat, and I've uh, I've, I've been very open about my Lions love. I don't know what 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 number Super Bowl is it next year? 58? 58? Uh, is that the Super like Bowl? 50, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what number it is. It doesn't matter how you feel. The Detroit Lions are going to be there. That's all that matters. The Detroit oh, Lions are going to be in Super Bowl wow. 58. Oh, Book wow. it. At Rob, edit this in next year when they're in the Super Bowl. I want to see this, okay? Detroit Lions <laughs> are making the Super Bowl next year. You want to know why? Because they already have one of the best teams in the league. They were one of the best teams in the league over the last nine games. They went eight or over the last 10 games. Excuse me. They were eight and 10 or eight and two over the last 10 games. They had the best offense over the last 10 games. The only thing that held them back was their defense. And you saw towards the end of the year, that defense was rounding in the shape. Plus they got that top six pick. They got the sixth, uh, they got the sixth overall pick in the draft this year from uh, that Rams trade. And they got the 18th overall pick. They got their own pick as well. Man. This game, listen, this game was all about the lions Obviously, Aaron Rodgers, you know, as soon as he loses a big game, he goes he, he, he goes to the typical, oh, I'm going to retire excuse, you know, just just as, you know, Brett Favre did before him. But this was all about the Lions. Like, I don't care that they didn't make the playoffs this year. This game showed like this is a championship. This this team has championship hearts because they were eliminated before before the game even started. Like the, the yeah. this game meant nothing to them. And they yeah, came out so and they ruined the Packers' the chances at making the playoffs. Dan Campbell, it it, it yeah. meant a lot to them. Yeah. It, it meant yeah. a lot to them. And Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell is that dude now. Don't get it twisted. Dan Campbell is that oh, dude. Yeah. They got a top ten coach. They got one of the best offenses in football. They got a they got an up and coming defense, and they got two top twenty picks in the draft. This team's making the Super Bowl next year, baby. I'm telling you, Lions to the Super Bowl. You already know. Let's go, Lions. Oh man. I mean, the craziest thing is, man, halfway through the season, right, we're all talking about how they have the number one offense in the league, all this stuff like that. They're putting up all these crazy points. Everyone's like, oh, well, they're going to get rid of Jared Goff next year. They don't need Jared. Jared Goff's the weakest link on that. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I was was the only one defending Jared Goff. I was the only one in the chat defending (laughs) Jared. I'm like, Jared Goff. Is the reason this offense is ticking along the way it is right now. He's making the right throws. He's making the right decisions. He's moving in that pocket, and he's doing the right things. Why would you want to move away from that? Do you know the Lions turned the ball over the fewest amount of times that they've ever done as a franchise since, like, 1951 or something like that? They did. They had the fewest amount of turnovers as an offense in the league. And you want to get well, rid of it, the leader of that offense? I mean, his, how does that his work? numbers? His numbers over the last eight games were 16 touchdowns, no picks. Like he was the exactly. best quarterback in the league over the last eight games of the year, you know. Exactly. And that's that's crazy to say about Jared Goff, but he was he was he was balling. Like he was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. If that this year. offense can stay healthy, if they can stay healthy and keep their weapons on the field, Jared Goff is going to take them to the promised land. Everyone forgets he was not just some mediocre scrub quarterback for the Rams. Things started to happen, injuries started to pile up, everything went like wrong for him in that offense, and then they ditched him because they wanted to win a Super Bowl and they thought their window was closing with Aaron Donald, so they traded for Matthew Stafford. And guess what? Their window was closing because they were what? Like four and something this year? <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, Elliot, do you do you buy into this Aaron Rodgers retiring nonsense that we hear seems like every single year now? See, I'm, I'm a little conflicted because it seems like Aaron Rodgers is always talking like – he's always putting it out there like, I, you know what, I might leave – this year because he wants more money or he wants attention or whatever. But I think the problem is he's used to being regarded as like one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And this year, I don't think anyone was really defending him. Like, Oh, Aaron Rodgers is playing great. It's not his fault. 
kind of like some of the blame has to be on him. He wasn't really as accurate as he used to be. Uh, he's thrown a lot more picks than we're used to seeing from him. And the team didn't even make the playoffs. I mean, that's just that's not good from an Aaron Rodgers led team. So I don't know. I think he might be serious this year. I mean, the problem is, though, is that when you lose essentially one of the top three wide receivers in the country, like in the league right now, I mean, Devontae Adams is top three. That that's no that's not a debate. He is top three, even with a a quarterback situation and offense situation in in a Las Vegas that is kind of subpar. He's still number three. When that leaves your offense, you have to have an identity shift. And they went out there like Devontae Adams was still running routes. So I yeah. mean, I, I I think it's somewhat on Aaron Rodgers, and I think that Aaron Rodgers wanted to throw the football, but it's on the coach, it's on the OC to go, hey. Our number one reason why we were able to have our running backs do the things they're able to do and our, the other wide receivers that they able, able to do is in a Raiders uniform now. So we have to change. And we see that across the NFL where, like, people have a system in place there. They like to do a certain thing and they never come off that. But, you know, it is what it is, man. I, I'm, I think the Packers are regressing. I've been on the, the Packers dumpster fire. I've been saying they're a dumpster fire since week, like, three or whatever it was. You guys all heard me come in here and say the Packers are straight garbage. I went on house bets and said the Packers are straight garbage. I went on the waiver wire warrior. The Packers are straight garbage. And the fact they didn't make the playoffs made me so happy. Cause I was like, if they make the, if they're that bad and they make the playoffs, like I, 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 I would hate the NFC because that means there are that many teams that are worse than them. And the fact the Lions kept them out just made my day. But let's move on to another game that actually had a lot of NFC playoff implications. And that's between the Eagles and the Giants. And this game was very, uh, I, I was like, you know, time, you know, was Hurts going to play? Was he not going to play? What kind of Giants team were we going to see? Were we going to see them, the ugly win, ugly football team that we've been seeing all year? How is that going to go? But, you know, Matt, you know, did Hurts risk some things to make sure they lock up the number one seed by coming back and trying to play through some of the injury concerns he's having? I think he did for sure. I mean, you could tell. The Eagles just weren't in sync in this game. There, it was kind of like they, they they got up 19 zip real quick and they just kind of coasted. And I think that you could see it with the with the rushing attempts from Jalen Hurts. They weren't running them into the ground like they were early in the year. Like they were running him heavy to start off the year. And like even before he got hurt, they were running him heavy. Like in the Bears game where he got hurt, he, you know, it's a quarterback power and you're up on the Bears by 10 in the fourth quarter, you know? So it's like they, I think they went into the game knowing that they were going to go with a little more cautious of a, of a game plan with Jalen Hurts, and they know they could get away with it because the Giants had like eight string players in the game. So uh, they knew they could get away with it, and they knew they could get the win, and that's what they did. I didn't really have any like huge takeaways from this game, though, just considering the Giants you know, had all their players out. And we, I mean, the Eagles were 14 point favorites. Like we all knew the Eagles were going to win this game. So, and it, it was for the number one seed. They well, got it. And now we? Jalen Hurts gets a chance. Did, did you think the Giants were going to win? I don't know. I Wait, mean, I didn't especially weird things have happened. No, weird, right. not weird not with. Listen, if, if the if the <laughs> Giants starters were in there, if the Giants starters were in there, sure, yeah, the Giants could beat the Eagles. But you're you're playing with who is it? I don't even know. Davis, Davis Webb. Webb was that the quarterback? Yeah, yeah, yeah. come on, man. David Davis Webb is not going to win an NFL game for you. I'm sorry, especially <laughs> not against the best hey, team. <laughs> uh, oh, do we have some Davis Webb defenders on the show today? I oh my goodness. Davis anyway. Webb stats. I mean, I mean, that definitely, okay. I mean, the fact yeah. that they even compared to Jalen Hurts stats in this game, when you look at the receivers that Davis Webb was throwing to and the offense that Davis Webb was working with and just the lack of giving a shit in this game <laughs> that Davis Webb was working with. So, I mean, for him to go sure. 23 of 40 in his first NFL start, 168 yards, no turnovers and a touchdown, 
That ain't that bad. Ain't that bad. I'm talking, I'm talking about winning a football game, though. Do you think yeah, Davis no. Webb is going to win a football game? Okay, <laughs> no, there we go. No. There we go. Davis <laughs> Webb's not winning a football game. It's not going to happen, especially against the number one team in the NFC. So, yeah, I didn't really have any any – any any typical any any you know big takeaways from this game the eagles ended up locking up that number one seed they're going to get some extra rest for jalen hurts now and that's going to be uh, it's going to be big for him coming up in the playoffs because they're going to need jalen hurts to be at the mvp oh, yeah. caliber self that he was before the you know before the injury so yeah for um, sure i mean elliot do you think that the the giants rested their their guys purely because they just didn't have anything to play for and they're like hey we're gonna kind of just coast into the the postseason and get ready for next week and just this game's kind of a wash we'll see what we have in some depth or do you think this was kind of like you know if, if they had played their starters would they had have a shot and they were just like i don't think we got a chance <laughs> no I, I mean well i'm i'm sure it's some combination but you know in the nfl i i don't think it's really worth i don't know like they would have to bank on the Cowboys losing two to even shift how the seating would work. So I, I don't know. I don't even think it would have really made sense. But just in the NFL, rest your guys because that's that was their bye week right there, right? That's their one yeah. seed bye week. So that, that's pretty valuable. Um, I, I honestly, it would have been really cool if we ended on Cowboys Eagles because that would have been like <laughs> all the money on the table. Winner wins the division and the one seed. That would have been insane. But um, no, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I think that would have took over. That took over my game for right sure. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah, mean, no the one seed, you know, they're they're they got the buy. That was the key. They had to have the buy so they could get healthy, so they could Jalen Hurts healthy. Because honestly, you know, there were some people that's like, oh, anybody can play in this offense, and or that because they were calling, you know, it's a system offense. Jalen Hurts is a system quarterback. I mean, I yeah. I'm a I'm a Gardner Minshew fan as a person, as a character, as mm-hmm. a, as a quarterback. I like Gardner, but he cannot do the things that Jalen Hurts can do. Like he doesn't have that arm strength. He doesn't have the athleticism. He may have a little bit more accuracy, but he doesn't have the arm power. It's just, it's kind of one of those things like that offense relies on the things Jalen Hurts can do with the ball in his hands so much that when he's not in it, it doesn't function right. And even though he kept it close with the Cowboys and, you know, that last drive obviously throws an interception, loses to them, puts them in a situation next week, can't, you know, turns the ball over a few times, those kinds of things. I get it, but Jalen Hurts is that offense, and I think the Eagles realize that, and that's why getting the bye was so important to them, even if it meant coasting a little bit and try and possibly playing a little bit, you know, closer to the chest in that Giants game. But now we're going to talk about a game that is important because it's a team that did what we think the Lions are going to do next year. They went from being mediocre and terrible with a rookie quarterback, a lot of head coaching turmoil. The head coach leaves halfway through the season after some controversy, things like that. Interim head coach, the defense doesn't look all that great. They're trying to put it together. Versus a team that's been ruling that division ever since Andrew Luck essentially left. <laughs> and and, and uh, he should not be named went to Cleveland. Jags versus Titans. And what was essentially win and in for both of them. And I don't know about you guys, but Zay Jones and that Jaguars offense has been my go-to, like, favorite thing in that division all year. And they came out and showed it. I mean, a lot of people were like, Derrick Henry's going to take over this game. He's going to put 200 yards up on, on them because that's what he does to AFC South opponents. And it really didn't happen. The Jaguars dominate, like, really put it to them. And I feel like they're, they're on an uptrend right now. Now I'm not saying they're going anywhere, but, Matt, I mean – do you think the Jaguars are now the the for sure favorites to be, you know, winning that division next year? 
I mean, they got the best quarterback. They got, I don't, I think Vrabel's a better coach than, than Doug Peterson, but they got, you know, one of the best coaches in the division. It's going to be hard. I mean, you, you know, unless, you know, the Texans get Bryce Young or whoever, you know, the, whoever the Colts get as their next quarterback, or if the Titans can get a legitimate quarterback, like, it's a quarterback's league. Like you see the quarterbacks in the AFC right now. If it, if it, you know, if Lamar and Tua were playing, like it's, it's Burrow, it's Mahomes, it's Herbert, it's Allen, it's Tua, it's Trevor Lawrence. Like you're, you're naming some of the best quarterbacks in football. So it's a quarterback's league. You got to have a good quarterback to win. And I think, I think it's the Jags division from here on out. Like, you, you know, this year they weren't even supposed to win it. They were just supposed to make a little bit of an improvement and they're already winning the division. And, you know, I think if they can keep adding pieces, especially that defense, I think you, if you can get a little more help for Trevor Lawrence on the offensive line, um, th this is going to be a legitimate team for years to come. And I said it in the chat a few weeks back, too. I said Jags-Lions Super Bowl next year. I don't know how I feel about the Jags next year in the Super Bowl. I like the Lions a lot. I don't know if I'm that strong about yeah. the Jags. I'm, I'm, <laughs> we'll revisit that topic in the offseason. But uh, Jags are looking up for sure. You know, the, the – the, the, the AFC South definitely looks like it's going to be theirs for years to come because they got good weapons. They got Travis Etienne in the backfield. They got, you know, two really good edge rushers in Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen. Um, they need a better secondary. They got good linebackers as well. But I like the I like the Jags in the AFC South for years to come. That's for sure. I mean, Alex. yeah, that, it's, it's funny, too. You know, you think about it and the Colts seem to have everything you need to be successful. And they're garbage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, for lack of a better word, they they're just never put it up. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it looks like they may be giving him another shot. I haven't heard anything oh about God. that on the head coaching thing here, but that's, that's uh, you know, it's, yeah. It's I mean, there's, he's like, I'm going to do it my way. We're going to establish a culture. And I was like, okay, bud, he's fully bought in. Culture but I mean, losing the Titans. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. But the Titans, you know, on the Titans side of things, is this, is it time to kind of tear this thing down a little bit? I mean, the, the, the AJ Brown trade now looks terrible for them. They, they gave away their best offensive asset that really opened things up for Derrick Henry because you had to respect them deep. You had to respect the wide receiver core in that room. And since then, I mean, Traylon Burks was not on any realm of the imagination on the same level as AJ Brown is, even in his dreams, even on his Madden team where he can create his own player. He's not on A.J. Brown's level. You know, and it's hurt Derrick Henry. It's hurt that offense. I think Ryan Tannehill is done. I think that there's definitely a – the window is closed for what Tennessee was hoping to do with Tannehill with Derrick Henry. Ryan, do they need to tear this thing down, or do you see them trying to piece it together to keep going? I mean, I think we can all agree that, you know, when you start a season 7-3 and three and finish 7-10 and – you got to question a couple things. And uh, normally, you look straight from the top and work your way down. And, you know, we look at the head coach. We can all agree Brable is the best coach within that division. So you look a little bit down before that, and it's the entire roster. I mean, we learned how valuable Ryan Tannehill is to the Titans in this game against the Jaguars. Because if he had been playing, I think the Titans, with as sloppy as Jacksonville was playing, could have won this. And, honestly, by a few possessions. But when you look at the rest of the team, your receiving core is absolutely obliterated, whether it's Traylon Burks and then you have Akinney Smith. I don't even know how to pronounce his name correctly. <laughs> and your running back core is fantastic because of Derrick Henry. But then below that, you lost Deontay Foreman. He went to Carolina, is now balling out there, having 20 carries a game, 100-plus yard games. You're basically sacrificing all of your franchise players, A.J. Brown. Um, you know, carrying on forward. And I think it's time. I think it's time to rebuild. 
you don't really have an offensive line. Your offensive line was older, you know, Taylor Dewan, Roger Saffold, those they're dying out, getting traded, retiring, whatever it might be. Your defense is, is, is slowing down. Your best player is Jeffrey Simmons, and he's in his 30s. Kevin Byer didn't have the season at free safety we would have all loved him to have. And that secondary with Caleb Farley as your starting number one corner, you're going to get dusted every time you play a game against anyone in the AFC conference. So they need to really think about rebuilding, making some big plays for some draft picks, and definitely making some bigger plays to try and regain control of the AFC South. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. And I'm one of those people, like, we, we talk about this on some of our other segments and stuff like that. I, I, I hate when teams don't commit to the sell. <clears throat> like, if you, are, if you are entering a rebuild mode, there are certain things that are just not conducive to rebuilding an aging running back is one of them. A a, a, you know, like a a stud linebacker is one of them. These are people that you don't like, like the, the, the the NFL is continuously moving more and more to a pass heavy league. A, A middle linebacker, a stud middle linebacker who's got, you know, he's got some coverage questions, but is like, you know, the best run stopping linebacker in the league who you're paying $15 million a year or something like for is not worth it. Your running back who's had some injury problems of late, but is still probably one of the best running backs in the league, but he's getting older. That's a guy you can't afford to have anymore. Yeah. yeah. And he's also your, he's also your best tradable asset. Mm-hmm. He's, he's honestly your best tradable asset. So if you want to get a couple firsts for a guy or something like that, I mean, look what, look what the Panthers did with McCaffrey. McCaffrey. One hundred percent, you could get a similar trade, yeah, for for Derrick Henry and help shorten the rebuild window and get back to being competitive. And that's what's going to have to happen. I mean, Elliot, do you do you think? I'll, I'll ask you this: Do you see them trading Derrick Henry in the offseason? I don't know. I I just feel like twenty twenty one or maybe like two years ago, last season was their year. That that's the problem. Um, and I think Derrick Henry, when he wasn't injured, he was looking so good. And like they had such a great shot to do a lot of great things. It helped them. They got all that wins or all those wins early on. They were able to get the one seed. But I don't know. I just don't think he's been the same since his injury. And when you don't have the presence of Derrick Henry in his prime, which I honestly I already think he's out of his prime. He's not what he used to be. Um it, it, the offense just can't function the same. So I I would trade him. Yeah. And it, it's gotta happen sooner rather than later, honestly, because uh like we said. If you don't commit to it now, you're going to ride Derrick Henry's contract until he's averaging like 2.1 yards because his legs are totally dead. So, yeah, I doubt Tennessee oh. management is going to watch oh. this, but uh, it's probably time to empty the cupboard, boys, because uh, it's already pretty bare. But let's yeah. get into what we all came here to talk about. It's Super Wild Card Weekend coming up, baby. Let's talk about some wild card matchups. The first one we're going to discuss here, it's the first game of the weekend. It's going to be Seahawks 49ers. Ryan, you're an NFC guy like the hat man. I'm going to go to you first. How do you see this matchup matchup playing out? Well, first of all, props to the Seahawks. Fought a pretty good fight to make it into the seventh seed. Geno Smith, you know, proving all the haters wrong. They wrote, he ain't right back. So for the folks you said had written you off maybe, what do you say to them? Yeah, they wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. You know, I'm excited <laughs> for him. Being, being, uh, don't let the hat fool you. I'm a Patriots fan. So I've seen Geno Smith in his Jets years, and I thought he was washed in 2014, 2015. And now for him to come back out of nowhere and be in the playoffs with my Tom Brady, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, but I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. The Seahawks, 
are a scary team when they're clicking on all cylinders. Between Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and the passing offense with Geno Smith, they have built a fortified offensive line enough. Now, it's not great. They could still use some work on it. Obviously, Kenneth Walker getting averaging about 18 to 20 carries a game shows that and getting over 100 yards. Um, and their defense, too. DJ Reed, they lose him, and yet somehow they gain even better with Tariq Woolen in the draft. Six interceptions tied for the lead with C.J. Gardner-Johnson, even though he only played 12 games. And overall, they're a really, really good team. But you got me fucked up if I am not picking the 49ers right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm dropping the F-bomb. The 49ers are the scariest team in the playoffs right now. I will go on record saying that. I do not care. If you can have Mr. Irrelevant as your starting quarterback for the last six weeks of the season, in an NFC West division and in an NFC conference, which is definitely getting stacked, and you go undefeated in your last 10 and in your last six with this quarterback, and you're going into a game where you get to play the Seattle Seahawks, where Pete Carroll is riding scooters around the locker room, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. George Kittle, Brandon Ayu, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey. That offense is unstoppable, especially with Trent Williams taking away what I would say is the Seahawks' only chance to create any sort of a change in this game, which would be the pass rush, the pressure. Can they put Purdy under some hot, hot DTs, left ends, some linebackers? We're going to need to see exotic blitzes and exotic coverage packages from this Seattle defense if there's going to be any game at all. But I got the Niners to win this game, and I want to say one thing before I switch this. In the one episode that it was on last week, or two weeks ago, excuse me, when we had the NFC wild card, you know, kind of forming up. We had the last four teams, the Commanders, the Lions, the Packers, and the Seahawks. I called it in order as to who would be lowest all the way to the top, starting from the Commanders, going to then the Packers, and the Lions beating the Packers, and then the Seahawks coming out on top. I just want to give myself a little kudos. But whatever. We'll golf clap you, bud. We'll yeah, someone play you. a violin for him. Yeah. Just the little violin played for him. Look, honestly, <laughs> it's great that they made it here. Props to Gino. You know, the whole Seahawks team, I love it. Love the jerseys, but they're gone. They're gone. And if they aren't, then then damn. That would be the craziest thing to happen this wild card weekend. But I'm going Niners. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming we're all probably on the on the Brock Purdy train right now. Is that oh, safe to say? Have to be. Oh, right. You're not you're not you're not sitting down there holding some sort of flame for Gino and, and the, the Seahawks pulling this out, right? I don't think no. so. No. Okay. No, no. <laughs> He's like, let me check. Nothing's on fire over here. <laughs> then he starts taking off his shirts of Gino Smith jersey underneath. All right. Well, <laughs> that good. pretty much settles it. We're all on the 49ers here. Brock Purdy's going to win his first playoff game. Stay undefeated. Keep moving forward. Mr. Irrelevant is relevant now. Put some respect on my name. Let's move on to the next game. We just talked about how the Jags were locking up the uh, the AFC South, and now they're going to face a Chargers team that for most of the season has just kind of been, for lack of a better word, meh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly. Well, like underwhelming, for sure. Yeah, like like yeah. meh. But, yeah. Matt, what, what do you, who you got in this game, man? Jags, Chargers. Well, first of all, this is one of my – this might be my favorite game of Wild Card Weekend just because – I think it's the. I think the line right now is literally a pick 'em. I'm pretty sure it's even as the line right now. So this game, I think, is going to be the 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 one that's the mo- the closest and the one that could go either way. But personally, I'm going to go with the Chargers. I think they're getting healthy at the right time. I think you know Justin Herbert and, and Keenan Allen are starting to find that wavelength again, and their defense is getting a lot healthier too. They just got Joey Bosa back 
And uh, sounds like Mike Williams, even though he got hurt last week, he's going to play. And Mike Williams is one of my favorite receivers. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are my are two of my favorite wide receivers in the league. They're so different, but they're both effective in their own right. You got Austin Eckler in that backfield. Any of us fantasy football players know how good Austin Eckler is. He catches passes. He runs the ball well. He scores touchdowns. He's an absolute machine on that offense. And I just think the Jags, they got there, and I think they're. I don't think they're going to be satisfied with getting there, but I think they've already overperformed expectations this year. And I think the Chargers are going to take this one because they I, they just got too much talent on that team. Although I do think Brandon Staley should get fired. Brandon Staley is a horrible football coach. He is <laughs> well, not a that, good football coach. That's what they're, they're saying. They're right winning now, games man. because they're winning games because of Justin Herbert. That's a that's a place. If I'm Sean Payton, which he's he's in the news a lot. If I'm Sean Payton, I'm saying I'm going to the Chargers. I'm kind of like slipping them something like a, a note under the table, like, hey, I, you know, if you fire Brandon Staley, I might be interested in this job. You know, so. Um, but I think the Chargers are going to take this game. Chargers, I think Chargers got too much talent, and I think Justin Herbert is one of the four best quarterbacks in football, and they're gonna and they're gonna take this one. It's gonna be close though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, it's a battle of who's got the better hair, man. It's really what mm-hmm. it is. Who's got the better flow and locks? Lawrence got the better hair. Helmet. Oh yeah, Lawrence got the better hair. You got to go with Trevor yeah. Lawrence, man. The Jags are winning this mm-hmm. football game purely because it's a battle of the hair. <laughs> I mean, honestly, but you know, Mike Williams obviously some injury concerns there. Austin Eckler has been in and out of the lineup all year. Keenan Allen's been in and out of the lineup all year. The biggest problem for the Chargers is similar to how some of these other offenses have been. They can't get everyone on the field together. But right now. There's a chance that that might happen this weekend, and that gives them the edge. And so I'm right there with you, man. I got to go Chargers. Ryan, Elliot, you guys riding the Herbert train? Yeah. Or are we looking at uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence here? I, don't, I mean, What's up, okay, baby? I 100% agree that the Chargers <laughs> should win this game. Now, again, I say should. I say should. They also should have won the game against the Broncos in Week 18. Should. But they didn't. Chargers lose a lot of games where they should win. Now they're the Chargers are going to charge her. Yeah, Chargers, Chargers going to charge her. They true. get Joey Bosa back, and what I think is the most important piece for the Chargers and me picking them still to win this game, even knowing all of this, is that they get Rashawn Slater back, and that is the mm-hmm. biggest possible addition for the Chargers going into the postseason right now, especially going up against a team with Trayvon Walker, with Josh Allen with that pass rush that we saw work so well against Tennessee last week and just throughout this season as it's progressed. So I think they'll squeak it out. I hope they do what they're supposed to and win this football game. And, yeah, I, the, the Sean Payton thing, I didn't even think of that. That's honestly genius. Um, but, you know, we're going to have to fix a couple holes in the linebacker core first, maybe bring in, you know, I don't know, maybe a Brian Flores. Coordinator mm. too, maybe make a super team maybe. like he was saying he would. I don't know, something to think about. But I still think the Chargers got. It. You think the NFL let him back? I feel like there might be some inner workings. He's already, he's already, well, he's already with the Steelers, ain't he? Yeah, he's been with the Steelers the whole time. He's the linebacker. Yeah, as a head coach, coach though, the I don't know. He's a no, 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 DC, 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 DC. I, I don't know. So, well, yeah. I think. I think Sean Payton, I've been hearing some rumors, like he's already like forming his super team as far as coaches go. And I think oh, his DC is going to be Vic Fangio right. is what is what yeah, I heard. So which would make sense for um, it's true. Yeah, which would it would make a lot of sense for Denver. But I, I mean, with that offense, like Sean Payton's got to be salivating. You give you give him Keen Allen, you give him Justin Herbert, you know, Mike, Williams, Mike Williams, like Eckler. Like, you got to be like Kamara. It mm-hmm. makes sense. Yep. I like it. Yeah. I like that. I didn't mm-hmm. think about it. I like it. Well, so there's been a lot of news on the Chargers head coaching uh, position uh, and Brandon Staley recently. And Stephen A. Smith was even quoted as saying, if they lose this football game against the Jaguars, 
you have to fire Brandon Staley. Has to be even done. Even if you win. Yeah, maybe fire even if, if you win. win. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> just, woo, we that moved on to the next dude. round. Brandon, you're yeah. fired. We just moved on to the next round. Yeah, you gotta, we just you don't gotta, see it working, man. You got to make, make a conference. You got to make a conference championship or a Super Bowl for him to stay because he's yeah. been the the decision making. I'm, I don't mind some of his fourth downs, but even just like even just playing your players last game, you didn't need to play anyone. You were yeah. locked into that five six Actually, seat. Like you didn't Herbert have to play anyone. Like, like injuries that he and you got and you got and Bosa left the game early and Mike Williams yeah. got hurt. Like yeah. you're like you're just asking for trouble if you do something yeah. like that. So yeah, I didn't I didn't like that at all from Brandon Staley. Yeah, it, it has been a constant conversation in the NFL world about when, not if, when this man will be fired. And I think if they didn't make the playoffs, he would have been added to the Lovey Smith, yeah, Cliff gone. Kingsbury uh, yeah. thing here. And there is still a shot that he will end up <laughs> following them out the door yeah. very, very shortly. Elliot, I, I know I already asked you, so you, you riding with uh, the Chargers here as well? I am, but I don't feel good about it because I'm not big on the Jaguars. <laughs> I'm big on the Chargers. So. This this is one of those yeah. games where you can just flip a coin and you probably have a solid chance and a decent argument to be right. I, I yeah. don't I don't yeah. know how I'm better so to say it. it. Yeah, I mean it's it's hopefully going to be a good game. It's either going to be complete dumpster fire or a really good game. And either way, <laughs> I find it entertaining because I'm either going to laugh or just be entertained because it's going to be good football. But Let's move on to a game that I'm 100% sure is going to be a snooze fest by probably four minutes left in the second quarter based yeah. on just who's under center for both these teams. It's the Dolphins versus the Bills. The Dolphins are look like they're going to be without Tua. He has not clear concussion protocols. There was even rumors that he may never play football again because he's more concerned with his health than playing football, which I completely understand. I mean, three Can't concussions in a, in a season and with the CTE knowledge and everything else. I, I just I hope everything goes well with Tua. His health is more important than playing football. But we're here to talk Dolphins. We're here to talk Bills. Skylar Thompson versus Josh Allen, man. Uh, obviously, I think the wide the weapons are there for the Dolphins, and and Skylar Thompson is going to have a full week of practice to get himself ready for this game. I mean, he had a full week of practice to get himself ready for a Jets game. They put up nine points, so. He's going to need more than three field goals to beat a Dolphin or to beat a Bills team that's got a pretty decent defense, just like the, he faced in the Jets last week. I, I don't think we really need to dive into this that much. Uh, Bills, I think this is a Georgia, Bills? Georgia TCU. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah Georgia gonna, TCU. Uh, Skyler Thompson is going to walk through the tunnel just like the head or just like the the quarterback of the TCU, and he's like, "Yeah, we heard the fans; they were heckling us, and it, it rattled us for sure." You've never been heckled gonna, before, bro. I get heckled yeah. on my way to work. I, 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 I stop for a yellow light. The guy pulls up you next to me. He just looks at me like, like he TCU, didn't want to go. Christian University. They ain't used to it. They ain't, they, they ain't yeah. got that dog in them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Listen, I want to. I want to give some real, some real football analysis on this topic. I'm going to dive real into some, real into some football analysis on this topic. So, I've never met anyone in my life that I trust whose name is Skyler. Uh, so, no disrespect <laughs> to all the Skylers out there. But I'm not sure I'm going to trust the Dolphins quarterback named Skylar Thompson. I'm sure one of you Skylers out there in the world is trustworthy, but I don't really trust any Skylers in my life at this point. So I think I'm going to roll with the Bills by about three touchdowns. 
Yeah, yeah. And the first I don't one. even want to know the reason. I don't even want to know the reason why. It just doesn't sound like a trustworthy name. I've been thinking about like you're Skyler. talking. I wasn't even listening to it. It's like, why doesn't he trust Dude. anybody named Skyler? Breaking bad. You had some like trauma that we probably name. need to address off air. Some trauma we need to address <laughs> off air, man. But oh my god. Uh, I guarantee it's Skyler White from Breaking Bad. That's it. I think could start this game for the Buffalo Bills and they still win by two touchdowns. Um, yeah. That's just how much I trust in the Skylers of the world, and apparently Matt as well. Um, yeah, this game probably took should have taken twenty five seconds. Yeah, Bills, Bills. Um, yeah, okay. We we'll go. move on to a game that might have a little better, little, little more competition. Jesus. And and it's between two quarterbacks that equally fall right in the middle of the pack. Uh, this is going to be the New York Giants, Minnesota Vikings. Two very different offenses, two very different defenses. Both end up here. I feel like I trust the Giants more in this game, but Elliot, who are you taking, man? I mean, it's it's the battle of the Daniel Jones versus Kirk Cousins, the Dalvin Cook and the, the Saquon Barkley, and then I'm not even going to try to compare anyone to Adam Thielen and, and Justin Jefferson that's on the Giants because I honestly don't know their name. Darius Slayton, maybe? <laughs> Richie James? Oh. The ghost of Kenny Galladay. <laughs> I yeah, the memory of, like of the Vikings here. <laughs> okay, I actually like the Vikings here. I think I think they're they're going to pull it out. Um, I think Justin Jefferson's going to will his team. He's going to go for like four touchdowns, and they're they're just going to will them to a win. Um, but I he's I, breaking I Randy Moss's three touchdown in a game, huh? Okay, I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's it'll be a grind out win for sure. It's this is not going to be fourteen points out of this would be like 27-24 at the end. And somehow they'll find a way to do four touchdowns on that. The Giants do not play pretty games. No, nope. not this is not a this is not a, a beauty contest. This is a Giants football game, and it is going to be ugly. This is going to be hey you guys from the Goonies ugly, like just straight fell out the ugly tree, hit every branch, oh, and landed on some ugly roots. Ugly football <laughs> game. And the more I think about it, and how bad. The Vikings run defense is how bad the Vikings red zone defense is. It's Giants football season, baby. Go Giants! I'm all on the Giants train right now. Uh, Saquon Barkley. I you think Justin Jefferson's going to have four? T- I think Saquon Barkley is going to have four touchdowns. He's going to run for three and he's going to catch one. Ooh. That's what there I see is. happening. Okay, Brian. Okay. Brian, what do you think? I mean, I can I can agree. You said earlier about uh, the Chargers-Jacksonville game, and it's probably the most exciting game for you. This, this is mine this week. We saw them play earlier in the regular season. Final score, 27-24. Joseph hit a 61-yarder to nail this game. So this game could have easily gone to overtime, and the Giants could have been one game higher, and the Minnesota Vikings could have been one game lower. But, you know, you make a good point. They have a lot of holes, the Vikings do, especially when it comes to Kirk Cousins' consistency. Now, yes, the Giants play really dirty, kind of gritty, you know, Brian Dable football. And everybody loves some Brian Dable, including myself. Gotta love you some Dable. (laughs) But, again, it's it's tough because both of these teams I haven't really been able to rely on when I need to. And I can't necessarily guarantee them to lose when they're supposed to either. Um, I am going to be taking the New York football Giants in this game, though. As much as it pains me as a Patriots fan to pick the Giants in a playoff. Game. Moment uh, of silence. Ooh. But honestly, Minnesota's <laughs> holes, especially just keep stalking. Uh, defense, and you know, granted their lack of receiver talent, they've been finding ways 
all season. And especially Minnesota, they've been finding ways to lose games they shouldn't be losing, um, even with a 13-4 record. So, that being said, I'm going to Giants. Stable for the win, baby. I mean, just a, a quick little tidbit here. If it's a one-score game, the, Giant, the, the Giants are losing. Oh, yeah. Because, no, because the Vikings oh. don't lose one-score games. They haven't lost one all year. They're 11-0. Imagine that. They are 11-0 and 0 in one-score games. They've oh, lost stupid. everything else, man. They get too far ahead. They're like, they hey, win. defense, let up a couple touchdowns. <laughs> they, yeah, for they, real. They either get blown out <laughs> or they win by like a fucking field goal, man. It never fails. Never MVP fails. Team, Greg Josephs. Yeah, I'm Matt. Just what, just kidding. It was just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> what do you think, Matt? Well, first of all, Joe, you were talking about uh, Saquon scoring four touchdowns. I don't know how many games the Giants have scored four touchdowns in a game this season, so I doubt that Saquon's going to have four touchdowns. Uh, although how although how how bad the Vikings' defense is, maybe. Uh, and then, Ryan, I got some beef with you, too. You said this is the game that you're most excited about. I'm sorry, I can't get excited about a game that features Daniel Jones versus Kirk Cousins. Like, uh, like ooh, let me just go watch Daniel Jones versus Kirk Cousins on, <laughs> yeah. a, on a Saturday evening. Like, no, I'm <laughs> not Justin Jefferson versus St. Paul Barkley, man. such a, such a wild, just... wild card lineup this week between just sure, I think... lopsided matchups. Yeah, and this is and this is definitely a game that could go either way. And I'm picking the Giants in this one, and you know, but I'm just not excited about. I'm sorry, you can't get my. I'm not going to get my hopes up about a Daniel Jones versus Kirk Cousins game. And I mean, some people, some teams play in the in the Super Bowl, and I think this is going to be the fraudulent bowl because these two these two teams. I think if they played any other team in the NFC, they would lose. I think if any of the like the the only reason why one of these two teams is winning a playoff game is because they're playing the other one. Like I think if they were playing any other team in the <laughs> NFC, they would lose because these are the two worst teams in the NFC playoffs. Unfortunately, we have to see them battle it out against each other. And I think the Giants are going to win because I think the the Vikings are fraudulent. I just don't believe anything in the Vikings. You're not going to get me to pick Kirk Cousins in a playoff game. I'm just not going to do it. Eleven and zero in one score games. That's you can't convince me that's not the biggest fluke in NFL history. Like they just just the 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 amount of luck that it takes to win eleven straight one score games like come on dude I'm, I'm supposed to believe that's all because of Kirk Cousins and he's just like somehow turned into Tom Brady and he's just clutch Willing now like I don't yeah I'm not I'm not buying it yeah I'm not buying it that Vikings that Vikings defense is awful they're the worst pass defense in football they barely escaped beating the Giants like Ryan was saying in the regular season matchup and the Giants were missing a lot of guys they were missing a lot of their secondary guys so you bring some of those secondary guys back uh to to kind of stymie Justin Jefferson a little bit and and Brian Dable is a better coach than Kevin O'Connell. The Cave one of the on one of my, Thibodeau. Cave yeah on Thibodeau, Thibodeau as well. Cave on Thibodeau, Thibodeau as well. <laughs> and Dexter the, uh, Lawrence. All yeah, yeah. Lawrence is, Lawrence is good as well. One of my <laughs> one of my favorite memes that I've seen is uh, Brian Dable is the best fat dude in New York since Biggie. So uh, that's I'm gonna take I'm gonna take <laughs> I'm gonna take Brian Dable. Put some respect on my name. In this one, <laughs> over, over the Vikings. Gold, bro. So I'm gonna, gold, I'm gonna take, bro. I'm gonna take the Giants in this one because, because, because of Brian Dable. Five years of fat people he was dissed. <laughs> and New York fat people. <laughs> I mean Rex Ryan. It's not even in New York, bro. They're in New Jersey. I mean, <laughs> oh. That's just a whole nother level of fat people, bro. I mean, I'm playing. I, I don't know anybody in New Jersey. That's totally, totally off base. I don't. <laughs> so, so three, three v one, man. Elliot might have some one. stuff to rub in our face next week. We'll see. We shall oh, yeah. see. But the final game, or is it? Nope, there's one more. My bad. I lied. <laughs> Two more games. I didn't scroll far enough on Three my more. notes because I'm looking up. No, there's only six, bud. We've done four. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> I'm not good at math. 
I, I don't math well. Uh, <laughs> so this next game, this will be the third time these two teams have faced. One team is trending in the right direction. The other team is trending in the wrong direction. And now there are rumors coming out that Lamar Jackson is in an uphill battle to even get a contract extension that he is the, the, the type of contract extension he's looking for because of his injury and the things like that. It could not have come at a worse time. I expect Lamar Jackson to play in this game, but I don't think it's going to matter. Ooh. I don't. I think I think that the Bengals are doing what the Bengals did last year. I think the Bengals are going to continue to do what the Bengals did last year. I think they're clicking now. They're healthy. Jamar Chase is back. Outside of a second-half collapse against the Patriots – that they almost gave that game away if it wasn't for uh, uh, what I will call a controversial call Mark on a Stevenson forward progress. Uh, uh, a, for, a non-call forward progress, as I will say, because yeah. the NFL clearly doesn't know what a catch is or what forward progress is anymore. I just don't understand the definition of the rules, I guess. But, Matt, <laughs> Bengals, Ravens, who you got? Uh, it's going to be the Bengals. I mean, uh, if if Lamar Jackson was playing, I think this would be one of my favorite games of Wild Card Weekend because you got the Lamar versus Burrow matchup. These two teams always, I mean, divisional opponents. You're you're typically going to get a good game out of, uh, especially in the third time around. You're typ- unless it's Patriots and Bills last year. Uh, you're typically going to get a, a a good third game out of uh, whoever the you know the divisional rough. opponents are. Um, but yeah, it was very rough. Uh, but I don't. Since Lamar, I don't think Lamar's going to play. He hasn't been practicing. I heard something. To, I heard something today where his, it sounds like his knee is still like swollen and it's not going. The, the swelling isn't dissipating at all. And Tyler Huntley's on the injury report too with a shoulder injury. He didn't play last week either. If they're on their third string quarterback, like what you know, Joshua second Dobbs, third string quarterback. Right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh my goodness. Right. Yeah, that was that. that we there? saw how that worked out. And it's not going to work out that. Uh, it's not going to work out that well um, for the Ravens. I think. I think, you know, it's it's hard to pick a backup quarterback to go into Cincinnati and beat, you know, the defending AFC champions. So I'm just not going to do that. That doesn't seem yeah. like a smart thing to do. So I'm not going to do it. I'm going to pick the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, to not to compare birds, but uh, the Ravens offense without Lamar Jackson is the Eagles offense without Jalen Hurts, except for Worse. at least the Eagles have oh. better wide receiver yeah. core. <laughs> and, and, uh, and and equally, I would say, I would say an equally good tight end, but a pretty good tight end over there mm-hmm. in Eagles uniform in Dallas Goder. So, I mean, there, 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 if, if like the Eagles offense is like, you know, I don't even know what to compare it to. The, the Ravens is Kmart <laughs> when it comes to their offense, bro, without Lamar Jackson. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're on a discount shelf. The prices are all the same, but you probably won't Dollar shop general. there because it's just really bad. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Ryan, I, Lamar is not playing. That offense has been kind of mediocre all year. Even when he was playing, the defense has major holes in the secondary, and they're going up against probably the the best wide receiver core at the worst time. Yeah, I, I mean, when you look at this game again, we were just talking about a, a few minutes ago how lopsided some of these matchups are, and you look at one of the main reasons: injuries. And we've seen a lot, and we've seen 65 different starting NFL quarterbacks this season, which is the most since the strike season in 1987. Mm-hmm. And that'll just kind of give you a, a, a bit of a picture as to what we're working with in terms of a quarterback graveyard in Baltimore. 
if, if they are to play this game with any sort of competition with Anthony Brown at starting quarterback, you might see a touchdown and a field goal at maximum after Cincinnati hangs 50 on their head. <laughs> I don't see Cincinnati letting up. I, I, this is a revenge game if I'm Joe Burrow. I'm pissed at the way the season has has gone. I mean, yeah, it, it, we've won some games. We, we've done you know pretty close to what we did last season, but I'm still feeling like I need to prove myself, especially – especially now that everyone's healthy. With Mixon, with Higgins, with Boyd, with Chase, you have every piece you need to succeed. Now go out there, drop at least a 40-burger. I think Cincinnati's got this one relatively easy, and I think I got Cincinnati coming out of the AFC. I mean, that's kind of how I feel too. I, I just feel like that, you know, even though they were inconsistent earlier in the year, they've kind of figured themselves out, like I said, outside of a second-half collapse. But, Elliot. Do you think the way the NFL handled uh, the way that, you know, the the meetings are and how everything's going to go and, and all this coin flip stuff, uh, that that added extra motivation? Because the Bengals are not happy. From the coach to the players, they are not happy. They're out for blood. They're out to prove a point. Do you think that's going to contribute to this game? And do you see them just blowing out the Ravens? Like, same thing with the Bills-Dolphins. This isn't even going to be close by halftime. I honestly – I thought the NFL handled it about as well as they could. That seemed like a pretty fair solution. And I know nobody likes a coin flip, but, like, I don't know. It just would have been such a headache. Like, an AFC championship neutral site is one thing, but neutral site and then the other person gets the home game because of seeding. I mean, it just it wouldn't have been – like, I think the coin flip to win the division made the most sense. But uh, it doesn't matter anyway, right, because the, the Bengals just won it outright. So, um, yeah, I, I think they're absolutely going to come in and just eat them alive. This will be – 20-point win plus. Uh, I'm definitely expecting this to be more than three scores. It would not surprise me at all. But let's move on to the last game. I'm going to start with Ryan because he's repping the creamsicle Buccaneers hat, which is by far one of my favorite uniforms, right up there with the powder blues of the Chargers and the teals of the Dolphins. We were talking about this pre-video. Bucks, cowboys Tom Brady is undefeated facing the Cowboys. They're coming in right now, and I don't know if you guys have seen the memes, but someone put uh, Nicholas Cage's head from National Treasure on Tom Brady's uniform and basically said and put a caption on it, like, I'm going to steal the Super Bowl. <laughs> the eight <laughs> I'm going to steal the Super Bowl. But Ryan, who you got in this game? How do you see it playing out? Oh, man. Brady always finds a way, doesn't he? It, it, it's weird. It's weird how he does it, especially the way the Bucks have been looking these last few weeks. Hold on. Wait a minute. Maybe they can compete. They're winning some football games. Yeah, you know, the Falcons game last week, Brady played two fucking drives. I don't even want to hear it. That tells nothing <laughs> about what they're going to do in the playoffs, especially against the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I wouldn't be so confident in my pick if they weren't playing the Cowboys. I'm picking Bucks. <laughs> gonna be oh, out. my God. <laughs> These Cowboys, you said um, earlier, Minnesota and uh, New York were the two worst teams in the playoffs. Uh, no, Dallas is third. Um, it's Dallas. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> Dallas. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Zeke is not, um, Dak, as LaShawn McCoy famously said, ass. Um, mm-hmm. And then the coaching there, oh my days, they're not going to last, especially <laughs> with Tom Brady. Um, you can't have starting quarterback of the opposing team better at coaching than your entire coaching staff. That's a problem. Um, so with Tampa Bay getting all of their players back, Ryan Jensen coming back, and that offense getting real healthy and real quick, 
especially the Mike Evans and Tom Brady connection we saw in Carolina. Mm, Trayvon Diggs about to get cooked. And I think Tampa Bay is going to run away with this one, especially with their two-headed monster that they formed with Rashad White and Leonard Fournette in the backfield. Micah Parsons will probably have some flashes. And I think it'll be a competitive game, but I think Tampa Bay will have this probably near the end of the third quarter. Colin, I just, I can't. Dak turns the ball over too much. And not even just, you know, a turnover here, a turnover there. Turnovers to lose the football games. On he had the... He had the he had tied for the most interceptions in the league and missed five games. So that shows yeah, you how much yeah. how much tied he turns with the ball. Who? That's insane. Tied with who? Say his name. Tied, Davis. Tied with his, the neck. Davis Mills. Neck. Look at he was tied with the neck. <laughs> Davis Mills. The neck, Davis the neck Mills, bro. The neck. Yeah, God. Davis, yeah. Davis. Holy shit! I'm a turtle and my head's out. Holy Mills, shit. bro. That's who he was tied with. The 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 I've got the number two pick in the draft because we decided to win a game. Houston, Texas quarterback Davis Mills, man. <laughs> That's who he's tied with. Yeah. That the just only tells way, you everything you need to know. The only way Dallas finds any sort of means to win this game is if C.D. Lamb does C.D. Lamb things. Now, if you're Tampa, it's pretty simple. They don't really have that many threats on the receiving core aside from him, so just double-team his ass. But, you know, is it ever that simple, especially for Todd Bowles, of all people? I don't think it gets talked enough. No about how awful that coaching transition was, and they should definitely be in the market for a new one if they want any relative chance of keeping Tom Brady next season. Uh, if he plays, that can be another thing to talk about later in the season. But, yeah, I got to go Tampa. Got to stick to my hat, stick to my guns, and stick to Brady because I've learned if you bet against Brady, you're basically making a deal with the devil. And losing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Elliot, what do you think, man? You got Cowboys or Bucks, man? Playoff Brady is different, man. Uh, honestly, I, I've said it since the beginning of the season. I, I think Tom Brady is going to win the Super Bowl. And that's going to be a really stupid <laughs> pick until about a month from now. And then it won't be. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> about a month from I will sit there with you, not even necessarily confident that they'll win the Super Bowl, and will live and die by that with you, Elliot. I, yeah, I just you have to. Merely on the fact that Tom to. Brady – is going to Nicholas Cage the hell out of this. <laughs> He's stealing the Super Bowl. Stealing the Super Bowl. <laughs> Walk off Super Bowl. I mean, talking about Nicholas Cage on this Oof. Ooh, I mean, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, would we ever have thought we would have talked about Nicholas Cage on, a, <laughs> on an NFL segment? Jesus. Oh, no, but if you haven't seen that meme, bro, if you haven't seen that meme, you got to look it up. But, I mean, Davis Mills, this is Ron Davis Mills saying real quick, him and Mike Glennon are literal they, – they come from the same gene pool, man, because that neck is like – they can see over everything, no bro. Like, it's fucking it, terrible. Crossbred with giraffes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want a, yeah. you want a human giraffe hybrid? That's that's two of them right there, bro. <laughs> Same dad, different moms. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm I'm with you guys. I I think that that Dax turnovers are a problem, and I think that he's going to have to play his best game. And I don't think he can. I don't Not think he will. No, and I think that that the only way the the, the Cowboys stay in this game is going to be they're going to have Tony Pollard's going to play out of his mind, and we're going to have to keep seeing the same Ezekiel Elliott we've been seeing the last couple last month or two here, where he's just looks you know keep feeding him the football. He's busting off 15, 20 yard runs on like with consistency. So I, unless that happens and the Bucks rush defense completely forgets how to like you know tackle, right. 
I don't see them being able to, to, to keep up with what essentially from my point of view is a Bucks offense that's starting to click at the right time. Matt, what do you think, yeah. man? You with us? Yeah, the I'm I'm with everybody here. I think the Bucks win and to you know, Ryan said that the Cowboys were the worst team in the NFC. Like I like I said earlier, they're third worst, you know. They're, they're, <laughs> okay. These guys okay. these guys are these guys are they're fraudulent. They've been fraudulent all year. I think their whole team is overrated. Like people yeah. talk about Dak like he's some sort of top ten quarterback. Like Dak Dak is worse than a guy who just got benched, and that's Derek Carr. Like, Derek, I would take Derek Carr over Dak in a heartbeat. Like, D- Dak Prescott is not good. They surround him with a great offensive line, good weapons, good receivers, and he's and out he here throwing. And yeah, he's out. He's out here. He's out here being compared to Davis Mills with all that. Like, it's ridiculous. I got some numbers of 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 Dak's performance last week. He was thirty eight percent completion percentage, one hundred and twenty eight yards. 3.5 yards per attempt and a 45.8 passer rating against the commanders. Like you can't possibly tell me that dude is going to go in against Tom Brady and win a playoff game against Tom Brady. Like it's not going to happen. And there's some interesting splits with the Cowboys this year. And, and I saw this, uh, I saw this yesterday, some turf versus grass splits. So they played 12 games on turf this year and they're 11 and one. They average 30 points a game and they win by an average of 12 a game. And on grass, they're one and four. They average 22 points a game, and they allow 27 points a game. So they Ray they're Jay. way better on turf mm. than they are on on grass. And Raymond Jay, as as uh, as Ryan was saying, is a grass field. So they haven't had much success. And actually, the one game they lost this year on turf was actually at home to the Bucks the first week of the year. So uh, I don't I don't see I don't see how the Cowboys are going to win this game. I just don't see it. Brady's starting to find his rhythm. They've been they've been is that a mic drop the entire. Yeah, I mean, mic drop, I mean, bro. He just dropped his mic. Drop. <laughs> the, yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> that was it. Oh that was God. it. I mean, the 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 uh, Cowboys just haven't been. They've just been overrated all year, and the Bucks are just the Bucks haven't looked good. Don't get me wrong. The Bucks have looked horrible this entire season, besides the Panthers game, really. But they're better than the Cowboys. And the Cowboys, when it comes to playoff time, the Cowboy, like I said with the Chargers, the Cowboys gonna Cowboy. We know the Cowboys are either either gonna win one playoff game or they're gonna win no playoff games. And most of the time, it's no playoff game. So okay. the Cowboys aren't winning this game. You're playing Tom fucking Brady. You're playing Tom fucking Brady. That's it. You're not winning. End of discussion. End of discussion. Have you guys seen that? Have you guys seen that meme where it's the Dallas logo and it's how their fandom goes and it's like, oh, we suck. We need to fire our coach. The oh, circle? the draft's coming yeah. up. We're going yeah, to the, the Super cycle. Bowl and we yeah. suck again. <laughs> like it's just nonstop, bro. <laughs> and from the sounds of it, come Monday, the cycle will begin again for them. And I believe that is exactly how it's going to go. That's all the time we got here at the house call. Rob told us to keep it under an hour. We did just that, Rob. So good for us, yes. man. We kept it under an hour because we like to ramble sometimes. We go over our time limits, <laughs> and Rob's our editor, so he makes his job harder. But we did it this time. We but did. go to our website. We got all of our affiliates on there. We got all of our merch on there. We got all of our sponsorships on there. The code for Liquid IV is there. You can go to liquidiv.com, use that code, 25% off. They got a large assortment of flavors, three times the hydration, three times the electrolytes. I love to use it all the time. Uh, you can go also get our merch link down there below. It's also on the website. There's a link to our merch store. We got all kinds of stuff here. This shirt came from the merch store. I love this shirt. It's really comfortable, fits to size, everything like that. The other thing scrolling below that you see down there on the ticker, that is also on our store. That is one of our affiliates. That is sportsmemorabilia.com. That has all your sports memorabilia needs. So if you have a sports fan in your life you want to get a gift for, or you are the sports fan in your life, go to sportsmemorabilia.com using our link and get yourself some sports memorabilia certified stuff they're a partner of fanatics and they're an affiliate with us you can help support this channel by using that link anytime you buy officially licensed merchandise from sportsmanbilly.com well thank you for tuning in we'll see you here next week 
covering more football, going to go back over the games for this week, see what we got right, see what we got wrong, and preview the next round of the playoffs right here with the house call. In March, in Vegas, the fight that we have been wanting forever, for months, and they've been saying it's going to happen, and they've been saying 